The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangent Egg Podcast. This week it's, uh, it's just me and Swoosh. Hi. Yeah, just Seth and Swoosh this week. No, Ben, he's left us alone, which may or may not be a good idea. Yeah, we've been left completely unsupervised. This can only end well. And since we are unsupervised, this week we're going to be talking about anime. Because yeah. Ben's not a fan of anime, so we figured now's probably the best time so he's not sitting in the corner getting grumpy at us. Yep. But first, there is some interesting news that we have to discuss. Yes. The Embracer Group has agreed to acquire a large portion of Square Enix's Western developers for $300 million. That's, that's some cheddar. Yeah, but the thing you got to realize is that the studios they bought are Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. So, it's not small studios. No, they are very well established, but like... Uh, Square Enix Montreal, were they the ones behind, um, not being human, but the Deus Ex? Uh, that's EDOS. Oh, it is, yes. What did Montreal do recently? I remember the, their name popping up, but my brain is made of goo right now. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it was them, okay. Yeah, they did the, they did all, they did all the Marvel ones, the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's probably why you know their name right now. Yeah. But the thing you gotta look at is, so... You know, let's just sort of be fair and say they paid $100 million a studio. Yeah. They just bought the licenses they have for Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, the entirety of Legacy of Cain. Jeebus. So, you know, all the Blood Omen, Soul Reaver, Defiance, all of that. Yep. All of Thief. Oh. All of Deus Ex. Nice. All of Tomb Raider. Oh yes, they were Tomb Raider. Forgot about it because I think we're talking about Crystal Tomb Dynamics. Is, yeah, Crystal Dynamics is Tomb Raider. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what they're going to do with all that. I don't know. There's a, apparently a Tomb Raider game was already in the works, so I don't know if that's going to continue or they'll just let it die and they'll do something else with it. But Deus Ex hasn't had a particularly hasn't had a game in a while, and their last one wasn't super great. Yeah, it was very... Meh. Yeah. It, I mean, I didn't hate it. I played through the whole thing. I do so, like the new Deus Ex games, but they're a bit so-so. And Thief hasn't had a decent game in an eternity. Yeah. But no, has a like, pretty solid cult following that would like to see it come back. I maintain Thief was good for its uh, mechanics, because I had the most recent one, and... The stealth and everything was great fun, and going around doing that stuff was interesting, but the, the story just wasn't there for me. It felt like one of those things where they've taken the skin and wrapped it over something that doesn't have the soul. Yeah. Which is it, it looks It looks right, it moves right, but it isn't talking right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But what does this buyout mean for, like, gamers then, do you reckon? Like, Well, see, here's the big thing. It's only Square Enix's Western half. It's not yeah. anything to do with the core product. And the CEO of Square Enix, I think it's a CEO, it's one of the higher-up guys, has stated that he thinks Square Enix needs to stop developing content that's Western-based. 
Fair. They should focus on just Japanese content. Hmm. So it seems like, you know, Legacy of Kane, Thief, Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, that's all Western stuff. Yeah. And they just sold it all for chips. I mean... It seems like it might actually be them executing on that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, they might just be internalizing, getting back to a core product, that kind of thing. Maybe they thought they had stretched themselves a bit too far out. I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, you're cutting off one of the largest markets you could possibly be shooting for. I mean, come on. Shut out of the entire Japanese-slash-Asian market, Microsoft was able to establish Xbox. That is true. Just off the back of the Western audience. And you want to ignore that? Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if they're ignoring it per se. They're definitely not doing themselves any favors in my eyes. But it's one of those things where even if they make stuff for uh, just the Japanese audience, it'll make its way to America and then, by extension, the rest of the Western world. Um, But I, I reckon they'll still end up making a decent amount of money from Westerners that way. But... Yeah. I'm not saying they're not going to make money. It just seems so weird to just, like, cold drop these properties that... Like, if you told me that this uh, uh, group had bought maybe one of the studios and had picked up Legacy of Cain and Thief, Mm. I'd have been like, that's that's not a bad proposition. Those two franchises want sequels, or in the case of Legacy of Cain, are screaming for a remaster. Yeah. Um, You could easily make money off of that, like absolute truckloads and they're just letting all of it go for that much money yeah it's also it's a decent amount of money but for three studios that that is a pittance and three noteworthy studios yeah because Crystal Dynamics EDOS and and to a lesser degree the Square Enix Montreal branch are known quantities they're not it's not like Joe Blog's studio that we've sold. It's like, no, mm. no, we're, we're selling brands that have clout. Right, we're selling established brands, like things that have been around for a while and can stand on their own. Yeah. So it's Most uh, definitely. It's going to be interesting to see what they get folded into, because if you take all of those concepts and just fold them into one studio, you could get an interesting game out of it. Yeah, maybe. We'll like, have to see what the Embracer group wants to actually do with, with this acquisition. Yeah, like if they could take the stealth aspects or the stealth engine from Thief and apply that to other other games and make it more dynamic and that kind of stuff, that'd be fun. Yeah, um, it could be. It, it, folding all these things together could do wonders for these people buying them out. But yeah, it's definitely. A, still, it's a strange move. I, I would. I'm interested to see where it goes. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Definitely. Well, moving on from that, staying in the same room. Yeah, staying in the same country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get onto the thing we're really excited to talk about because we haven't been able to because Ben doesn't like it yeah. uh, let's, let's talk some anime animes right, let's start off easy and go with our, our what got us into anime like the first anime you watched as a kid look like, I don't know specifically what it was but it will either be Pokemon Digimon or DBZ yeah, because they're all airing about the same time on Cheese TV. I, I'm pretty sure for me it was the first one would have been Pokemon because I remember that was always the first one to air. Um, yes, 
and then it was normally Digimon and then Dragon Ball Z because there's always halfway through a goddamn power-up or a fight scene that had to catch the bus. So I know, right? Oh, it's every time. He's been powering up for like three episodes and he's finally put the hurt on Freezer and suddenly the bus is there. I was like, oh, oh good. Now I have to run. But uh, I used to videotape the episodes so I could watch it when I got home. See, that would be the, the intelligent thing to do and I can't do that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, like... I still go back occasionally and rewatch DBZ, especially since they released Kai. Um, mm. You know the, the squished down conven- the condensed version, which is great. Uh, and you know, Dragable Super with the new invigoration has been great. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It is just the antithesis of shonen anime. Like it's yeah. just every other season, Tormalak, uh, and then Goku goes off and causes havoc on some other planet. It, that's how it functions. <laughs> It really, really does. So, what, like, basically a flip of a coin, essentially. So, what's happening this time? Well, we are, at this point, we're between tournaments. Therefore, we're going to send him to Namek. Go over there. Go, go fuck something up over there. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't caught up on the new stuff for Super, the manga, yet, but I'll get there eventually. My housemate's uh, read it, and he reckons it's really good. Well, apparently, um, from what I, I've heard, Vegeta ends up on Yardrat, which is where Goku learned instant transmission. But he went there expressly to tell them, don't teach me that, teach me something different. So apparently yeah. he's off doing fun stuff there. And I w- I'm keen to see what happens, because I really enjoy Vegeta's arc as a, a character, going from villain to anti-hero to being a proper main hero. It's been gradual and been really fun, and it's not been um, constant. Like, he's he's slipped along the way. Like, the whole Margin series was um, partially because Vegeta decided to turncoat. It's like, neat. You got a power-up. And the first thing you want to do was kill a bunch of people and fight Goku again. Well well done, Vegeta. Way to put all of that uh, character development behind you for a second. <laughs> well, and then he does the thing where he sacrifices himself and hugs his son for the first time. And, ah, yeah. the feels. Ah, so many feels. But... Because Dragon Ball is one of the prime things that's been going forever. Because everyone always refers to the big three in anime. Um, but Dragon Ball trumps most of them. One could argue it's like big five. Well, that's the thing. Like the What I've seen online is mostly there's a big three of each generation uh, after Dragon Ball. Because Dragon Ball really brought it to the Western market. And that's when we started paying attention. Um, so for that time frame, it was Digimon, Pokemon and Dragon Ball. And then we get the generation after, which was um, Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. And I've seen most of Naruto. I have never watched any Bleach. And I am a slave to One Piece because I've invested so much time into it. Just That's fair. There's over a thousand See, I, episodes. I got so. super into Bleach. So i've watched all of that i've read all of it i'm super excited for the fact that they're actually about to sometime soon they're releasing they're like they're actually going to animate the final arc Ooh. i'm not a huge fan of that arc because it's a bit deus ex marketing but i am happy it exists so that you know the animated show will be done well that was um one weird thing about the big three for our uh generation which was like naruto was always oh great god um Naruto, please learn a new technique and win the day. Bleach was MacGuffin. For some reason, Ichigo was just always, I am the strongest, therefore screw everything else. And then there was One Piece, where Luffy gets the shit kicked out of him and then just keeps standing back up. Like, I mean, yeah. 
They, they, uh, they each had different flavors of the same kind of thing. I mean, that's shown in yeah. content, though. Like, that's just how it is. And, like, you know, Naruto gets the crap beaten out of, out of him plenty of times, so does fucking Ichigo. Yeah. Like, the the beat-down new power comeback kick their ass thing is basically the shonen formula. Exactly. What I really enjoy, though, is... I, I can't remember who it was. One of our friends um, I was talking to recently about One Piece and where it was headed because they've just dropped big things for that one. And I won't go into it because just in case there is a fan of it listening. But one of the things I enjoy is the fact of finding Son Goku in any anime. Because mm. he's there. Regardless well, of I mean, what anime it is, Son Goku makes an appearance. Well, it's uh, not Son Goku that you're finding, it's Son Wukong. Son Wukong, sorry. Yeah, my, my brain malfunctioned there for a second. But Son Wukong, he's in everything, either as an aspect or as a direct naming convention. Because, uh, you know, there's Goku, who is basically just the Monkey King. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. He flies on the Nimbus. He was based on Journey to the West. Um, then there's... Naruto, he had demons sealed within him, which lends itself back to that mythos. But there was someone who was more direct than that, but I just can't remember who it was. Luffy is basically the same as uh, Goku, is just being the Monkey King, and has the ability to stretch and, and that kind of thing, which lends itself to the staff he used to use, uh, the extending staff. Mm. But you find aspects of Sun Wukong in so many anime. I think Which, the most recent one I remember seeing that had the, the Wukong reference that I really liked was Got High School. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, it was. That, the fighting choreography of that one was top-notch, because that was the same guy who did Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, um, uh, Studio Mappa. Yeah, and they do action really, really well. Like, amazingly well done. They um, are fucking peerless right now. Oh, they, they are winning at fight stuff like just like I looked forward to that coming out every week because you knew it was going to be a new fight and it's going to be just amazing to watch and they did not disappoint at any point they were all great no they're, they're, they're absolute A grade holy shit yeah and they, I, I want to be critical because mm. I feel like I should be but I love their stuff too much. Well, that's the thing. They, just... they can take an... an uh, they can adapt a manga, or manoir in this case, like uh, God of High School, which is very much... There's not a lot of story in that one, if you look into it deeply. Um, it's basically just... It starts with Tormund arc. It is just punch em, punch em, do the things. Pretty, pretty stuff. But they made it really good. <laughs> the story there, whilst not fully developed, they've managed to sidetrack from that it's like yes this they've made it more interesting and they've made it punchier it's, it's pretty good they've done they've done well yeah I mean like they did Jujutsu Kaisen they're currently working on uh what do they do they did the Attack on Titan stuff ah oh, that's the one the one I'm waiting for they're doing Chainsaw Man oh I, I've seen things of that pop up but I've not actually read into it like it's I'm assuming really he just good. has chainsaw powers but I mean, like, his, like, whole head turns into a chainsaw and, like, his hands and he's got a ripcord in his chest. It's it's insane. That sounds amazing it's... and so dumb. I'm going to love it. But that just reminds me of, uh, what was the one with the the guy who had a gun for his head? Oh, fuck. The, the cyberpunky uh, kind of futuristic uh, Neo-Tokyo, um... I've got no, guns no, no, no Guns Life. No Guns Life. No Guns Life. 
That was a really fun series. It's uh, based in a far-flung future where transhumanism has become a thing so people can upgrade themselves. But if they go past a certain threshold, I think it becomes illegal. Uh, the, The kind of full head thing he's got is a military grade. Yeah. So, but for reference, this guy's whole head is a revolver. Yeah, it's essentially like he's a got a mouth, weapon. but like from like the top lip up, it's a revolver. <laughs> it's yeah, really dumb. It is so strange, but it's also you know super weapon because it has the handle. He needs someone to pull the gun. Like he has someone has to pull the trigger for him. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so good though. I mean, I love oh. you, you know I love all that sort of like transhumanism sci-fi stuff. Yeah, like, that show was like absolutely my jam. Oh, and it was full of like nice dark undertones as well. Like it, it's not the whole futuristic everything's happy kind of world. It is no, this is screwed up. There are a bunch of children being like testing machinery and stuff, like being implanted yeah. with new tech to see how it functions and just use them as guinea pigs. And it's kind of messed up, but really fun. Then they started bringing in um, like. Uh, what were they criminals essentially who had also had augmentations done like the guy who would hug people and then just blades all the spinning blades like that guy that thought was just terrible like holy hell that as a human being would be horrible to behold yeah yeah it would yeah and yet I'm here watching it in an anime and be like ah this is so cool (laughs) this is amazing look that guy go and then of course they have the fight and all the punchy punchies and but yeah, no, that was a, a great story as well. It was... Oh, I love that one. It was great fun. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, like, anime does, like, all kinds of fucking weird shit. Did you ever watch Skate the Infinite? Oh yes, I remember that one. Under, underground skateboard fights. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is the same you know, country that brought out... What was it? Uh, not Bakugan. What was the, the one with little race cars? Like, basically slot cars, like the anime... Um, oh like, fuck but one guy just had uh, one of these slot cars with a knife on the front of it like that uh, oh. yeah oh I don't remember that what that show was called oh, it's gonna I'm pretty me. sure I just whacked it from my memory but at the same time that was on there was a uh, English dub that was aired on uh, what was the thing that came after Cheese TV Toasted TV whatever the hell it was the abomination that oh, came that after that garbage yeah but they had a couple of good shows but one of them was a dub which I swear to god wasn't the bridge series in disguise it was a i need to find it again because they just didn't care they must have lost the audio and it just became a meme in the way that's like they're going to fight the evil big bads like man it's so dark in here i can't even see and they've done the anime thing where one person's eyes are shattered over so they can't you know they can't see the eyes you think that's bad i don't even have eyes anymore and it's like wait wait what and you're trying oh is this that ghost hunting show yes Oh, that I, I can't remember what that show is, but yeah, no, that thing is an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, they didn't have the original audio, and they didn't have the any transcript, yeah. so they basically just did whatever they wanted in the sound booth, and it sort of became this like game of one-upmanship. Yeah, it was amazing, oh, and it's I need so to find it. Trash. It is so hard to find because it is trash. But the the flip side of that, the exact same scenario happened with a cult classic called Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh yeah. Where it got to a point where that the English dub, the English version, became more popular in Japan than the Japanese version. Because they were given the just the raw footage. They had no ch- uh, transcripts of what happened, no story, no nothing they could work from. 
so they just made up their own story by watching it and jerry-rigging it together much like power rangers did with sentai footage and well, i mean they, they planned that they didn't like just rando do it with sentai yeah that's true but samurai pizza cats was literally like we we were given just the video what do we do it's like uh we wing it guys we'll see what happens and that worked perfectly it was great um and samurai pizza cats is just a bunch of cats in mech suits delivering pizza how did they make a story out of this god damn I haven't watched that show in so long but you just sang the name and I can hear the theme song oh yeah you know you can definitely hear the theme song it's amazing it's it's like in your head you hear it once and it never goes away it burrows in there mm. and lives in your head forever but yeah but yeah god that's damn. some weird stuff in the the land of anime like hell even the old things like um you know Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura and that kind of stuff that I think one of my sisters Rihanna used to watch but what was it Cardcaptor I remember a friend of ours Sammy loves because um, it's just capturing monsters into cards like neat have fun with yeah that. but I mean I'm not surprised given that Sammy has that kind of little cute girl style and yeah. what's the whole idea like the, her fucking friend who just wants to dress her up in cosplay before she goes fights a monster every fucking episode yeah it's like is anyone surprised that Sammy likes this thing no not at all should have seen it coming but I know right that, that's the weird thing about anime it encompasses so many things like any of the sports animes are hilarious to be to watch just in I mean, general they run a wonderful game between like absurd where on like one end you have stuff like Keijo yeah uh, which is this like the whole setup is in this this version of Japan there is a competitive league for girls in bikinis and bathing suits ass bumping each other off platforms over a pool yeah that's How the that's entire thing, sport I don't know but they play it pretty straight and the show isn't actually that bad and there's no way for me to sound not creepy saying that but trust me it's actually not a bad show yeah and then you have shows like Haikyuu uh, which is the volleyball one I've seen bits of the volleyball one and oh my god it is so hilarious I would suggest watching it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, like, they take the subject matter seriously. It's actually, if I recall, I remember reading an article one time that said that Haikyuu is basically the reason that volleyball is even still a thing in Japan. Nice. That's the amazing. The sport was waning, and then this show came out and got everyone jazzed at it again. And now volleyball keeps being a thing in Japan. Well, that's all. And what was the... There was one that came out in the recent run of anime which was essentially futuristic Tokyo baseball because oh, Tribe 9 Tribe 9 because all of the the mob um, mob families just like we're having a big out a big war and like you know what stop that uh, you now settle your disputes with baseball across an entire city so dumb and so good oh, I love Tribe 9 it is amazing and I think anime can get away with that kind of weird storyline because you start off somewhere insane and then eventually it gets deeper and deeper. I mean, hell, the basic premise of One Piece is literally just a guy whose limbs stretch going off to become king of the pirates. And then it starts getting darker and darker the more you get into it. Like, yeah. Towards the end now, where they're taking over a country, essentially, it's like, what is this? this was happy-go-lucky pirate time and now it's like they're talking about going against a genocide what happened here? I mean again that's anime yeah 
it, it it has the ability to go to some really odd places. Sometimes it doesn't, though. I mean, like me and you have watched uh, a couple of seasons of shows that are are just kind of chill. Yeah, um, um, but some that doesn't mean you don't get to learn stuff. Because like one I'd like to bring up is Cells at Work. Oh, I love that one. That show is really good. Wicked chill, but like really does actually kind of teach you how the human body works. Yeah, no, it's like literally just the cells inside a body and what they're doing and that kind of stuff. <coughs> yeah, it. I mean, they did do a uh, their dark gritty spinoff, um, Cells at Work Black. If you haven't seen it, it is actually really fun because um, that's I mean, whereas Cells at Work is a healthy body, um, Code Black for them is a unhealthy body. And it comes from, weirdly enough, a term in Japan, which is like black companies, ones that churn their workers into the ground. Like they live on energy drinks and that kind of stuff. Um, they never get to sleep. They just drink alcohol and pass out at the end of the day because they're so stressed. And it goes through what alcohol does to the system and all that kind of fun stuff. It's mm. really interesting. I learned a lot from that, that series. I mean, that's why the original title is Cells at Work Black, not Code Black. Because it's supposed to be like, this body is a black company. Yeah, pretty much. It's work until you die. But I mean, like, that's two sides of, like, the same concept. Like, Mm. we could do one where it's just happy-go-lucky, it's the human body. Like, there is actually some kind of slightly dark stuff in the the normal Cells at Work. But generally, everything works out. It's a fun anime. I never thought an anime would make me feel sad about cancer. I know, right? I I can't believe the word... Like, I've said it to people before. I feel sorry for cancer in this show. And, like, how is that a thing? Yeah. Cancer is universally one of those things that we as the human race have decided is terrible. And I'm sitting here going, give him a chance, man. He's okay. He's not a bad dude. He just wants to be loved. And it's just... Ah, it's so sad. But... That's the thing, and, I, and you learn so much from it. It's one of those things that could be given to um, grade school kids for science stuff. It's like, right, this is fun for you to learn, and you'll like enjoy it the entire time. Yeah, I, like honestly, if I was a, a science teacher and I needed to like kill a rainy afternoon when we don't have anything to do, I would absolutely put cells at work on. I mean, I'll be like sending that to my nieces when they get a bit older, so they can start learning about cells and what they get up to and how they interact with the body. Uh, one of my nieces absolutely loves science, so I think she'll enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and that leads you onto a different genre of anime as well, which is uh, was it slice of life. Which a genre I'm not a huge I generally fan. don't like. Yeah, generally I'm not a huge fan of it, but there are some that kind of get to the edges of that genre. Like, um, what was it? The goddess's magic is omnipotent. Um, yeah, that one is that weird straddling of uh, isekai which is being thrown into a different world and venturing as a you know a fantasy character and mm. um, slice of life and it's great I, it's slow paced but really fun and I really enjoyed it and there's a new series of it uh, or a new season of it which I need to catch up on but there is I don't think there's a new season of that either it's out or it's coming out Oh, to look into that um, yeah. and just for reference the title of the show was The Saint's Magical Power oh. is Omnipotent that one. but like that slice of life can be amazing on that edge of it because uh, there's one that we have forced on so many of our friends which is Bafuri 
which is... Oh, I love that show. What is the full name for that one? It's, um... Uh, uh, the, the Western name for it is Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my defense. Yeah, and the basic idea is amazing. It's just a noob goes into a virtual reality, like, full-dive VR uh, kind of thing. So, basically injecting your consciousness into a game. And her friend, who's like a mega gamer, is meant to be helping her out, but can't get in. It's like, ah, um, I just don't want to get hurt, so I just put everything in defense. So she can't run. She can only walk, uh, because she has no mobility stat, but nothing can hurt her. And because it's the future, the game uh, is adaptive, so that when you do weird things, you gain unique skills. And she just keeps accidentally breaking the game. Well, I mean, it's pretty well noted within the, the setting that the game is really new and it's full of jank. Yeah. They don't really know how all the pieces are going to implement. I mean, hell, they have maple patches, for fuck's sake. I love the fact that the character's name is Maple and the first patch that they release is the Maple Patch, which is just to stop that happening again so people can't copy her build. But mm. I love the fact that they patched that out, but right before they did there's the um the attack version of maple mm. like there's two girls who look like clones of her essentially just slightly smaller who put all of their stats into attack and uh, they can dual wield stat? hammers yeah strength stat so they can dual wield hammers yeah that's so dumb that, her whole <laughs> clan is dumb well, broken builds yeah the clan is so broken good. builds I like the fact they have another shielder, another um, great shielder, who is offense-based. So he went for damage output as opposed to um, protection. A a samurai chick, I can't remember what... She's broken in just attack power. And their speed ninja of doom. Which is the friend. Yeah, the power they have that. I think they have an artificer as well. Yeah. Um, it, look, honestly, like, just straight up, just watch that show. It's It's... Probably one of the best chill times you can have watching anime. I really enjoy um, their take on the escort quest. Oh, it just fucking shortcut the entire thing. Every, every gamer hates escort quests with a passion. You have chained us to a slow-moving idiot who is going to walk into mobs. I don't like this thing. But she finds a way around it, perfect scores the, the quest and gets amazing loot out of it. It's like, yes, I like this. But, ah. Uh, it's I mean, like, great. even within that, like, you can get that sort of, like, light, fun anime, even with, like, a bit more action to it. Um, I mean, you remember Up and Ramen? Oh, yeah. That that was pretty fun. I swear to God, they better get the fucking season two on that at some point. They better. But that's that's really fun. It's just, like, it, it's anime wacky races. Yeah, it really is. It is just anime steampunk wacky races, and I loved every second of that. It was great fun. And they've teased the second season happening, which is apparently him building a plane now. I was like, I I want this! Why would you tease right. this and not give me the thing? But, uh, although, I mean, if we're talking light-hearted but also fun, reincarnated as a slime. I, that, that show is just wholesome good shit. It is a delightful, delightful uh, show, which is also packed with action like the idea of a guy being reincarnated into a different world as a basic slime it's like that's it that's that's what he does it's like neat that's fun yeah and then he just games the system because he still remembers how like you know physics works 
that kind of stuff. It's really good. Like, yeah. Like, that, there's no way I can really describe the time I got reincarnated into slime. It, like, it's just another one of those ones. It's chill I'm, and fun and just really, really good. I would describe it as uplifting. Because that's what he keeps doing. Like, yeah. The first thing he does once escaping is finds a bunch of goblins and then makes them better. So he finds downtrodden races like most of the beast races or like, you know, the demon races and just makes them under him and then makes them better. He, he teaches them how to be kinder and how to do all this stuff and how to live better. So like building yeah. a town. Whereas before they've only lived in huts and that kind of stuff. It's like, this is, this is great. I like this. Yeah. Such a simple um, concept. Yeah. And like... There's there's one anime that I always try to get people to watch, but it's usually pretty hard to get them to. Despite the fact, like I know a lot of people watch My Hero Academia. Yeah, everybody loves that show. Superheroes, all that fun shit. Kids in a class, it's great Very fun. But most people have never heard of a show called Tiger and Bunny. Oh, there's a great one. It is an absolutely amazing show. It came out before My Hero did. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun. The idea is superheroes are a thing, but they're just kind of like normal people. Mm. They might have some abilities or a suit or something. Yeah. But they actually have to pay for the collateral damage they cause. So they need sponsors. Yeah. So there's a whole ranking system so you can get sponsors and all this kind of shit. And the idea is the main character, who's Tiger, uh, was kind of a hotshot and then he sort mm. of fell out. And a uh, company's trying to get you know, their character into the limelight, which is this new guy called Bunny. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, there is no Bunny theme. He just yeah, has I, that name. I always found that really odd, the fact that at least Tiger had some Tiger theming to him, but Bunny didn't. Eh. I would have been more annoyed by that personally. Um, and it's really good because, like, they do, like, there's lots of fun little corporate in-jokes. Yeah. Like, they they, they have, like, branding on them like uh, like uh, car races do. Yeah. And it's clear that the that Bunny is sponsored by Bandai. <laughs> Tiger is sponsored, and I can't remember what the company is, but it's a subsidiary of Bandai. Yeah. So he doesn't get to be sponsored by the big company. He gets to be sponsored by their little side project. <laughs> and, and there's lots of dumb little jokes in there. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I have heard that that show is the first time that Pepsi Crystal was advertised in Japan. Yes, that's right. Ah. Uh. I forgot about that. That was a thing that popped up in the, the the anime. Yeah, weird. Um, it's a really, really, really good show, and it just got a new season. Ooh, I'm gonna have to catch up on that. So, then. absolutely, one hundred percent would recommend if you like things like uh, My Hero Academia or One Punch Man or these like dumb superhero action shows. Check out Tiger and Bunny. I probably haven't heard of it, and it's really, really good! You you just mentioned One Punch Man, we'll get back to that in a second. But, on the same vein as Tiger and Bunny, there was, uh, there's an, a, it's an internet, uh, manga that I really, really want to become an anime. Because it's great. It's just called Ratman. And the idea is superheroes exist but only corporate superheroes. Like, corporations own them and use superheroes as mascots. And they create the heroes. And the main character is this guy who's like, he's a kid in high school and that kind of stuff, very simple. 
He just wants to become one of these heroes and gets conned into becoming the first villain. So as far as anyone's aware, villains don't exist. They just hunt down robbers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And through circumstance, because he believes heroes should be heroes at, the, at their core, he keeps meeting other heroes in his Ratman guys, which is the transformation he has to do. And they're all just horrible human beings. They're only interested in bumping up their stats. They're only interested in doing good if they can be rewarded for it by the company. Um, at one point, a massive inferno is started in a hotel because three heroes are fighting over how much they get paid as opposed to each other. Um, and Ratman ends up saving a bunch of people, but they ended up blaming him for the fire to cover themselves. Mm. And it's a really fun manga, and I really want it to be turned into an anime, but I don't know if it ever will. But well, it begs man, the question, ex- like... You're you getting all that um, manhwa stuff's coming through now, so mm. there's room... Oh, there's definitely room. It's soon. But it begs the question of if you could have something turned into an anime, what would you want at this point? Is there anything that on your wish list of anime? Oh, look, there's one manga that I always try and get people to read that I really love, but will never... Like, like there's there's hope it might turn into something, and then there's that it, it's never gonna. Yeah. And that's Frank and Fran. I have not heard of that one. Okay, so the whole idea is... You, the the main character uh, Fran is essentially a riff on on Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that the 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 guy who made her, uh, Doctor Mandrake, uh, created her and he's left her. Hmm. She's this brilliant scientist and and crazy surgeon and all this stuff. So uh, I'll I'll run you through the basic setup of the the first chapter, and a lot of the the manga kind of works this way. Uh, she's out wandering around in the forest around her her cast uh, the big keep she lives in. Yep. And she finds these two kids, and they're doing the the we love each other, but we can't be together, so we've got to kill ourselves. Oh, the Romeo uh, and Juliet thing. Yes. Yeah. So the girl's already been killed, but the guy can't quite go through with it. And Fran finds him, and he begs her to save her. So what Fran does is she goes, "Okay, sure, I'll do that." Pops out a bunch of extra arms out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> And engages surgery. And what she does is she scoops out some bits of her her brain in her skull and crams up enough organs into it to make the head function. So his girlfriend is now just a head. <laughs> that sort of functions. It can kind of talk, but it's very rudimentary. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he thanks her and takes her away. He comes back later being like, I wish she could move. So she sort of creates these little legs on the bottom of it. So now it can walk around. <laughs> and it sort of goes from there until eventually she's this horrific demon monster that's basically keeping him captive now. Nice. A lot of this of the manga is good-hearted thing that turns weird. Okay, and that, with a lot of body horror stuff because I really a, like that. That sounds amazing and weird and, and strange and I kind of want to look into that one now. One of the silliest ones that's just a lot of fun is France, like she's young so she tries to go to school. Ah. Um, so she does, and but she's got like big bolts and shit on her head, so she kind of stands out. Mm. Uh, one of the girls, uh, she she doesn't want to have the, the Asian eyes. She wants to have the big anime eyes. Yeah. And and Fran's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> done, done. Like, it's like an in-out in their lunch break, and she's now got these giant anime eyes. At which point people find out that Fran can just sort of do this. Yeah. 
and by the end of the manga, like, everyone's a freak. <laughs> like, people have extra limbs, like, giant spikes out of their head, and it's insane. This entire school gets body modded by Fran, because Fran's just like, oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love it. Yeah, Frank and Fran is an amazing manga. It's another one of those things, like, I always feel like such a hipster when I say this sort of shit, but, like, I know no one who's ever read Frank and Fran that I didn't tell to do it. Yeah. It is an insanely good read, and it will never be made into a manga, into an anime. Ah, we can dream. I know. Speaking of dreams, though, um, one, uh, was it One Punch Man, just in general. (laughs) The story behind that anime uh, and the manga is brilliant. Um, the guy who who wrote it, he, I think he's he's not from Japan, and he just loved um, anime and manga. So he started writing his own, and he put it up online. And the guy's art was not great, but his panel composition and his positioning and flow and everything else was spot on, to the point where an actual manga artist started reading along, loved the story. And was like, oh, this is great. I'll keep reading this. This will be fun. So the original writer for, and I think he's still the writer for One Punch Man, at one point said, you know what? I'm going to spend a year and I'm going to try and do this. This is going to be my only thing I've done. And if I don't make it, I'll go and get a job. It'll be, you know, the dream will end. Mm. And he did it for a year. And he did that and Mob Psycho um, as a side by side. And it didn't really go anywhere until he's like, you know what? I'm done because he, he'd never told anyone he was going to take the year and then disappear so he put up a post at the end and saying look guys I tried it's obviously not going to happen I'm out so the, the manga artist got in contact with him was like no no you work for me now and we're going to make this happen so he started redrawing the manga and then of course it took off and became the thing it is now like just that, I love that story. It's great. This guy was writing this nice little story that he liked. His art wasn't the best. But then someone who was great at the art was struggling with a new story. He's like, done, I'll take that. Let's work together and make something amazing. And now we have one of the dumbest animes ever. It, it It's such a good show, though. Oh, it's I'm great. slightly annoyed they changed studios between season one and two. Mm. But that doesn't mean that season two isn't a good. It's still really good. Yeah. Highly recommend people watch that. Or read the manga. It's it's excellent. My favorite thing is anyone you talk to about who's never seen it always has the same questions. Like, how can an anime about a guy who kills everything in one punch be fun? Isn't it anticlimactic? And my thing against that is, whilst, yes, he can destroy everything in one punch, the fun is watching him try not to. And then there's the side characters as well trying desperately to be at his level. I would say the the actual story isn't anything to do with the people he has to fight. Yeah. Because he can one-punch kill everything, fights aren't uh, an important part. It's how he interacts with all the people around him and how much more interesting they are in proximity to Saitama, who's the main character. Um, It's so much more interesting and it's the real story. Hmm. I, I love the fact that um, his sidekick or his um, basically his disciple Genos uh, is a cyborg who just keeps upgrading himself and that kind of stuff but everything he does in the, the anime 
The animation is so smooth and so amazing because he is just a robot built for fighting. Mm. And there's a, a great scene that pops up on the, on the net constantly in GIFs and that kind of stuff of him being knocked around. And they do the generic, you know, anime slide back kind of thing in the superhero-ish pose. Um, mm. It's like, oh, it's just going to be, he'll come to a stop. No, no, he starts running halfway through that and just takes off again. It's like, and mm. I, that, that was smooth. That was well done. That was amazing. But, oh, it's a great, great anime full of fun moments like a mosquito villain getting squatted. Oh. That was, ah, <laughs> oh, it was magical. Speaking of anime that is heavily carried not by what's going on, but by the story, and I know I'm going to bum you out for a minute here, Swoosh, to your eternity. Why? Why would you do this? Because it's an amazingly written anime. And you're not wrong. It's a, it's a great anime. Oh. But it's so sad. The basic idea is a godlike being creates this little orb and its entire purpose is to experience and it, it go he releases it onto the planet and it turns into a uh, a rock a rock yeah and then it turns into a rock covered in moss and it's kind of just existing as these inanimate objects until a wolf comes past and then it gets to turn into the wolf and I mean, that's about as far as I can tell you without spoiling where this fucking show goes, but... Well, the only the, thing we can the, really say is that in order for it to change into a living thing, that thing must be dead. Yeah. So the wolf comes along and dies from a wound. Uh, and then it's like, oh, I can take over that and takes the form of the wolf. Um, but it doesn't know to heal itself because it doesn't realize this wolf exists in a healed form all it knows is this is how it functions and keeps dying from bleeding out uh, while it goes on its new journey but that's how it functions and you just watch this thing evolve into something amazing at, like, towards the end of the series yeah it like it actually feels like it grows through the experiences it has yeah and it's really good you're gonna you're gonna have some some like alright I gotta I gotta turn this off I gotta go I you go find some of the happy to do. You can't binge watch that that, oh, that season. Um, there I feel is, like that'd just be how you put yourself into a depressive coma. Yeah, pretty much. Like there is one other um, anime like that one, which I you, you can't actually talk about. It's one of those things you have to tell people just go watch it. That I can't tell you why. Go and watch it, and if you like, you know those kinds of stories you'll like this one and that's The Promised Neverland ah that season one yeah season one season one was amazing season season two sucks season two got a bit weird but um it's one of those things where I you can't even go through the premise of it without ruining everything of that first episode yeah no you, you, you have to watch, watch that. that first episode blind that's it watch it going in and then you can yell at me. Uh, if you if I end up convincing anyone to watch The Promised Neverland and you get through that first episode and then just find us on the on Facebook, like, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> do it. Right. Um, I feel like like we, we need to sort of close up the anime chat for, for this episode. Me and Swish could literally spend multiple episodes talking about all the anime we like, and we haven't even touched on everything that I'd even recommend you watch. 
oh. uh, right now. But before we stop, we have to talk about Spy Family. Fair. It is easily the current anime season's best show. It is absolutely amazing. I haven't watched that one yet. I'm, I'm going to binge watch that one, I think. Oh, you absolutely need to, Swish. You are missing out. And I firmly believe anyone who is big into anime and doesn't watch Spy Family, you are literally missing out. The basic setup is the, the male lead is a spy, and he gets sent into this country to uh, get close to one of its politicians. Mm. And that politician can only be reached when he leaves his compound to take his kid to school. So he's like, okay, I need to get a kid to put into the school. So he goes to a local orphanage and picks up a, an urchin that he seems to think is somewhat adapt enough to be able to get into this prestigious school. Mm. This kid isn't actually that smart. This kid is psychic yeah. and can read minds. So when he was giving it a quiz, it was just reading the answers out of his mind and parroting them back. Yeah. The kid is wicked paranoid that if he ever finds out she's telepathic, he'll ditch her. So yeah. she's hiding it from him. But because she's telepathic, she knows she's a spy. <laughs> now, they find out that to do the interview portion of getting into the school, he needs uh, a wife. There needs to be a father-mother-child relationship because this is a hoity-toity school. Yeah. So he ends up finding this woman who wants people to stop bugging her about getting married and having a boyfriend and all this kind of jazz. So she agrees to essentially sham marry him so that you know people stop bugging her she can help him get into this school for his kid because she of course thinks the kid is his turns out she's an elite level assassin for this country that he's in <laughs> so you've got a spy trying to do spy shit in this country with the assassin for this country with a psychic kid who knows they're both a spy and an assassin okay it's yeah really good and it runs this perfect line between slice of life fun and action scenes because there is a spy and an assassin involved for fuck's sake oh alright so it's, I'm gonna have to watch yeah. that one I I'm, I still have my anime I, subscription I just need to get into it again and I will absolutely tell you right now the uh, reaction meta for anime characters is gonna be all based around that little child in the near future nice. she has some of the best facial expressions Seriously, if you're not watching Spy Family, fix it. It's really, really good. Well, on that glowing recommendation, I may have to start watching that tonight then. Um, I'm gonna do like a quick like shotgun of like some stuff. Like, I'm sure we'll do a, you know, anime again part two when Ben's missing. Yeah. Uh, where we can talk about more stuff, but like, um, like Shield Hero's got a current season running. Uh, Ooh, second 86. season if that comes out soon. It's running right now. Oh, perfect. Um, 86 was really good oh. uh, Odd, Odd Taxi was fantastic so was Dr. Stone uh, Demon Slayer is really good still running uh, Jobless Reincarnation is amazing uh, Megalobox the Adetan Deities No Only Peace uh, Bubble Christ of Tokyo 2040 uh, uh, My Next Life is a Villainous Soul My Spider So What yeah. uh, I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Now I'm Max Level uh Glitnir like, was really a just great one, but so strange. Oh, Glitnir. Glitnir was amazing, but I'm a body horror guy, so... I yeah. that show. It was uh, Fire Force was amazing. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, like, I'm, I'm literally just shotgunning names now. 
seriously, there's a lot of really fucking dope shit, and I'm sure at some point Ben will go rogue, and we'll talk more about shit you should watch. Pretty much. We'll just start slowly appearing, going, now there's new things. <laughs> but, now so, we can move on we- to the paper version. Mmm, <laughs> where does anime come from? Usually a manga. Yeah. And some and- of them, really well done. Yeah. And, and I particularly wanted to, to talk about this episode because I've been using a lot of the Shonen Jump app. Yeah, Which is same. really, really good. It's, it's well laid out, it's easy to use, and it costs four bucks a month. It's great, and I don't have to wait for stuff. Like, oh, go hunting oh, no. at very strange, um, very weird places on the internet trying to find free uh, fan, uh, fan subs or... Yeah, fan, fan translations. Um, because, you know, in the West, it's a little hard to get up-to-date manga. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those old sites from back in the day don't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, so having a legitimate pathway to acquire this content regularly and from the actual creators is, is amazing. And it's, it's honestly a really, really good app. If you've never used it, but you want to read more manga, it's a really, really good option. And, and there's and actually... Hmm? There's some on there that are exclusive to them, I think. Like, um, Kaiju number 8 yeah, is Kaiju exclusive 8's. to their app. And it's very good. It's fun. So it's the actual manga for Spy Family. And there's going to be more of the, the series. I know you haven't seen it. Chainsaw Man hmm. is getting its follow-up. Uh, manga set will be on the app only it won't be going through Shonen Jump oh okay that's interesting so they're not just putting uh, you know dumpster shit on there or stuff they're not quite sure about like like Chainsaw Man was like one of their best in paper uh, mangas and mm. they're like well the next bit of this is just gonna be online no fair I mean like I think they're aiming for that to be their new deployment tool like they're embracing yes. digital release they're going you know what this is the way the future print is is not doing as well as it used to we'll embrace this new technology and go from there which I mean, is the good doing thing they've been doing this for a while because if you try and use the Shonen Jump application on a computer not on your phone uh, you go to a, a website called I think it's Viz Media yeah uh, which was the original digital storefront for uh, Shonen Jump's content and then they started putting out the actual Shonen Jump uh, magazine on a service called Comixology. Yeah. Uh, and it seems so that so for a while they've been slowly building up this idea that we will use a digital platform to deliver this content. And now it seems like they've finally taken the plunge and while they still use Viz Media actual website, they run their own app and it's it's really good. Yeah, and the product they've made so far is uh, it's decent and it's so easy to use. And I swear to God, we are not being sponsored by them. I really wish we were. But oh God, I wish we were being sponsored by them. Yeah, no, th- this is literally just a thing that we found, which is amazing, and more nerds need to be on it. But ah, it's good. I, you can still be on there for free. Like a few of their things, you can't get the most recent, uh, like runs. I think they or... give you preview. I think they give you like preview sets. It's like first five or six or something. Yeah. So you know, if you've not read any mangas or you just watched animes or something, you might not feel like you want to do it. You do get to try them out and be like, oh, there might be a couple I want to read, 
Hmm. Try a couple. All right, there's enough of them for me to justify this, although four bucks a month is a fucking steal. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're not locked into having... To, God, we sound like we're doing a sales pitch. Fuck. We really do. But like, it's one of those things where I'm a massive fan of One Piece and I can get that cheap to... Like, for me, the $3 a month is worth it just to get access to new chapters of One Piece when they're out. But I found interesting things through that app. Like, I found yeah. more stuff to uh, to read through. Like one of them recently was oh what was it, uh, Re Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, I've read Re Dead. Uh, which is pretty fun. It's a very strange but interesting one about a guy who cannot die, trying to die. Although the the one I think you should check out if you haven't is uh, what is it, uh, Mushul. That sounds Mushul. Uh, the basic idea is like take a heart Harry Potter setting. Where, like, everyone has magic and, like, there are big prestigious schools and all that kind of jazz. In this setting, it's pretty much illegal for you to not have magic. Oh, Mashley? Magic and muscles? That's it. That's Yay. it. Found it. Mashley. Um, it's really fun because, of course, the main character doesn't have any magic. Yeah. But he's wicked strong. So oh. he does all of his, like, magic shit, but it's actually just him being strong. So one of the, the entry exams is you have to levitate a boulder. Yeah. So what he does is he jams his thumb into the boulder and then just holds it like that. <laughs> so it looks like he's levitating the boulder between his hands, but really his thumb's in it. Amazing. That reminds yeah. me of, um, was it Black Clover? Had a very similar thing, but they went the anti-magic route as opposed to having no magic at all. Yeah. Which was fun. I mean, like I found that on there. There's there's another one where I'd have to I'd have to look up the name of it. It's really fun. It's about a dude who was a, a elite level assassin, and then he met a girl, and she's like, "You need to stop killing people." So he's like, "Okay, for you I will." And now he's an attendant at essentially a Seven Eleven, and okay, of course you know things conspire, and his old life starts bleeding back into his his new life but he's constantly like trying to hide it or there'll be scenes like uh, customers pissing him off and then he'll like grab a pencil and stab them in the face and murder them because they're a piece of shit <laughs> and then it'll cut back to that having just been his imagination about what he would do All it's, right. it's just fun I, I, I need to actually the other one I was thinking undead not redead but um yeah, no, I, I need to find that one. If you can remember what it's called, then I uh, look. I am I'm pulling my phone oh, up wait. right now. And Sakamoto uh, Days. That's it, Sakamoto Days. Yeah, found it. Yeah, that one. That one's fun. I really like. That's another one I would really love to see an anime get because I feel like it'd just be fun. Nice. I, I mean, that sounds like fun. Um. Although there is one other uh, reading app I would like to mention which is actually for Marvel Comics, which is the Marvel Unlimited app, which is pretty good. It's got it's up to date on on Marvel's catalog, but it has one feature which I think is amazing. All right. So, you can search for uh like big story arcs like Civil War. Oh. And what it does is when you read it, it puts all the comics that are involved in in Civil War in chronological order. Oh. So like actual if, sequential order. Yeah, so like, oh. let's just say for this discussion, like the first comic was Spider-Man, then the next one's X-Men, then the next one's Iron Man. Instead of reading all of the Spider-Man comics that are related to the event, you would read 
all the comics to admit, irrespective of which comic set it's from in the order that they actually are supposed to appear okay that is amazing because Marvel like they love cross-referencing and switching yeah. over storylines into different comics and that kind of stuff but it's always hard to find that stuff like finding yeah. out where it goes to next what the next thing is if that is a uh and I think that can do then yes I'm in I, I will happily yeah. jump on that service yeah that is that is how this works the only thing that like I, I know it's not that much and I, I like, people pay more for a streaming service but it is ten bucks yeah and there's something about that that feels pricey for comic books even though it's super not <laughs> yeah but you know it is ten bucks it, it's uh, it's a bit more expensive than I think it's only because I use the Shonen Jump app which is like give me four bucks for all of this then Marvel's like, pay me six more bucks just for our stuff. Yeah. But it's a great catalogue, and this this arcs feature is so good for actually reading things the way they're supposed to be read, instead of just, oh, I've read all the Spider-Man stuff, and now I've got to try and figure out where the X-Men stuff goes, and the Iron Man shit, and where does fucking Hawkeye go? No, just read it sequentially. When you get to the end of the comic book and you go next, it takes you to the next comic in that set, not the next one from that character. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm happy to pay the extra for that ability alone. Like, I know, right? That's pretty boss. I like that. And there is uh, one of these for DC as well, but I think it needs a little more time. They're currently at the stage for... You, you know, remember when uh, Disney Plus launched? Yep. And it didn't have a lot of content. Uh, it mostly had a couple of new things. You know, Mandalorian was coming, yada, yada, yada. But for the most part, they just dumped out their entire vault and went, look at all our old shit. You love this, right? Go watch that while you wait for the new stuff. Yeah. That seems to be what DC's done. They're about six yeah. months behind current plot lines. But that has mean that they're, they've uploaded everything from about Silver Age all the way up to about six months ago. All right, that... That's pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, that means I can read all of Injustice finally. Yeah, uh, all of New 52's there. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of... I mean, New 52's really good for Batman because they did the Court of Owls and that was mint. Nice. But, like, they're getting there. Like, give them another month or two and they probably will be like Marvel and be up to date. But that's not to say that if you were to jump on them as well, you wouldn't get good value. Yeah, like they have a bunch of stuff in their their backlog, which is pretty pretty amazing actually. A lot of the uh, the Batman stuff that popped up was really good. Um, like the Young Justice stuff was always pretty interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you know, I just wanted to bring those up because you know I'm a giant nerd. I like my comic books. I like mm. my manga. Um, I there is a there is an app for for manhwa, but it's not as it's a bit janky. It's good, but I'm not as into it. I mean, it's a bit um, janky, which is a bit like manhwa itself. So yeah, but I mean, like manhwa's got a lot of really good shit in it. I mean, that's where God of High School comes from. Yeah. That's where Tower of God comes from. Uh, oh, if there you've was ever a, been there was a great one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a a guy who gains a power to be a video game character in real life. Okay. He becomes a, seen, uh, he becomes an MMO character essentially because like powers in that world or magic kind of goes off who you are and he's a massive gamer. So he gets an inventory and he can gain skills and all that kind of stuff. He is just a video game character more or less. And then yeah, he just starts I've, breaking the, the system. 
<laughs> now, I haven't read that one. Uh, apparently, this is a really good one about a, a skeleton in a dungeon that's really good that my housemate keeps trying to get me to read. Nice. Um, like, if you've ever looked up, uh, like, best anime fight scene, I'll almost guarantee you it's this one of a dude doing a fight in a park against, I think, it's three other opponents. Yeah. Uh, lots of fireballs. Lots of really smooth... Um, Kung Fu shit mm. uh, that's from an anime called The Outsider which is based off a manhwa oh. um, so you know there's the, like the Korean manga is really good <laughs> um, and like that's not to say that the rap is bad it's just it's not quite as smooth that's fair uh, so you know it, there's plenty of ways to read lots of lots of good shit like I used to read a lot of web comics but they kind of all fallen off for me. Now I read a lot more manga and, and manoir and all this kind of stuff. Pretty much, like, you get to that point, I think, um, where, like, webcomics and stuff were great, but then they started going on for too long. Yeah. Like, um, some of them I just... I pop in every so often to have a look at and see where they're going, but I don't really pay attention to them anymore. I mean, there's really only one I still read, and I completely chalk it up to... I've been reading it for so long and that is literally the only reason the same reason you read One Piece yeah uh, once you're X number of issues in you're like well fuck it and that's questionable content yeah the, uh, the sunken cost policy that that I don't think the guy who writes that comic even knows what he's trying to write anymore I um, mean he kind of lost the um, like, I, he lost me a while back I can't remember when it was uh, but I still I go back and try and catch up every so often but it's like I don't know if you know where you're going with this but okay I mean I'm pretty up to date on it and like I liked it back when it was kind of real world except you know you had the answer PCs and you had these little little robots yeah and they were supposed to be like companions and that was fun and you know they developed the AI concept within the universe a lot more and now it seems like, you know, robots are just fucking everywhere, so why weren't they always fucking everywhere? They, You seem to imply they were always like this. Yeah. And it seems to be coming a lot more like, I just want to write about, you know, big titty chicks who are also robots a lot more than he wants to write about the, you know, characters anyone gives a shit about. Pretty much. Like, the main character, the, the fucking thing, was this guy Martin, and I don't remember the last time he even got a fucking set of panels to himself. Yeah, no. He's the main character for fuck's sake. Yeah, he kind of got sidelined, didn't he? Pretty hard for yeah. like literally every other character, which is sad. But at the same time, uh, there's also like the old long-running ones of um, Control Delete. Uh, looking for Group is still going. Uh, I haven't caught oh, up I... with that in so long, and I loved yeah, Looking I... for Group. It was great. Well, I mean, that was back in the heyday when like Wow was life. Yeah. I have yeah, to go back and reread read. it just for Richard. Yeah, it's fair. I have not read those in, in, in many, many years. Same. But, you know, that's just how it is. Like, some of these things go... Like, I think that's why I've gravitated toward, you know, manga and stuff. Because, you know, there's endings. Yeah, there's always endings. And they there's other ones to jump to as well. There's a bit more variety yeah. around. Because that's been going for, what, 60, 70 years? Yeah as, a, as yeah. an industry so there's a lot to draw on there and a bunch of the old stuff is getting uh, redos or re-envisionings and they're always bringing stuff back which is interesting like I think we're up to the fifth iteration of Astro Boy now that's still going 
I would have no idea. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a reimagining, it's just access. I mean, yeah. again, the Shonen Jump app is fantastic. It's so loaded with content. Pretty much. So, you know, the ease to which you could dive in and start reading just some old thing is very easy as well. Mm. Basically, they, the whole thing of um, like subscription access for Marvel, DC, or manga means that you can now dive in where you used to have to go and buy the books and invest into something. Mm. But now it's just like, yeah, no, cool. I have access. I can try out this one. It's not for me. Cool. I have not wasted, you know, 60-odd dollars on books. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at it, if you were to go and, like, you know, buy just a a Civil War, you're Mm. probably going to have to buy more than one trade paperback. Yeah. Because I don't think there is only one for... I will admit I haven't bought comic books in a while. Uh, But back when it was happening, I don't remember there being only one trade for that whole story and a trade is between 20 to 40 bucks Mm. so on that alone even if we go with the low end and say it was 20 bucks and was only one which I don't think there was you've just covered two months of the entirety of Marvel's catalogue if you used Marvel um, Unlimited and even then there's the amount of stuff that was crossed into or no from other sets kind of thing just Mm. dodging over I mean, it was a great marketing ploy uh, by Marvel where it's like right cool if oh, you want to follow this main main story you need to go, go and read X-Men for a period and then you have to go and do stuff over in Deadpool for a bit and just dodge around I mean that's um, the other good thing about this uh, this app like if you were reading Civil War and you, you've never read an X-Men comic and yeah. you suddenly realise I really like those X-Men characters oh, well I'll just go read some X-Men comics you, yeah. you're not like alright I need to go buy some X-Men comics or find a good onboarding point for a trade or something like that you can just change over and read some X-Men comics yeah I mean it's pretty fucking great I I want more of those kinds of comics because that's one of the reasons I haven't been able to get into Marvel and DC as much as I used to I don't want to go out and buy the comics and that kind of stuff like Uh, I'll freely admit like I mostly only read back when we were at uni because our librarian is a massive nerd with all the comics and he would bring them to the library and we'd read them on our lunch breaks yeah it was great that we had that kind of free access then uh, but now it's like well I, I'm happy to pay $10 and get access to everything and power through it yeah. and if I run out of content I can just not renew that subscription but do you know how much the well, DC one is? Uh, not off the top of my head I mm. don't because I haven't decided to jump in and use it yet I wanted to give it some time to to get a little more current give it a bit of space uh, so it can catch up and plus I mean like come on man I got some all this fucking Marvel shit to read I don't have time to read manga and Marvel and DC all at once that, that is true I mean I'm already you still got audio books to do and video games yeah. to play it's like come on man <laughs> we don't have time but I'm like a couple of um, chapters behind in one piece at the moment and which is great because there's a few people in our friend circle who are also massive nerds for one piece so I just keep getting it's like, have you caught up yet? Have, have you read the thing yet? Like, no. Like, read the thing. Like, eh, I keep I'll get wanting to, it. to read it, but I keep staring at that like you know, thousand two hundred <sighs> chapters, and I'm like, Ugh. I mean, that's the thing. The way I always put it forward is, you can skim through. There needs to be like a Kaya Bridge version of the collection of most of the Straw Hat crew until you get to Alabasta, which is the desert arc, where they're like mm. a desert plum island. That 
is where it starts to pick up and where things start to change and you get more interesting characters and they move slightly further away from the whole you know kitty aspect of it all which was picked up by four kids and and that kind of stuff um I mean, the problem is with the the guy who writes that is he puts story stuff in every chapter. He does. There is no dead chapters. That's the thing. That was my favorite thing about the four kids, uh, you know, version of the anime. They kept censoring everything, and there was an entire chapter they cut out because they didn't think it was relevant for kids, which is like because it got a bit too violent or something. But it had some major story that didn't come into play. For about six chap, oh, six arcs later, and then they brought it back up, and it was the key component to that entire thing from a side chapter. It's like, Oda, Oda, why, why you do this? Because then you have to read everything. Yeah, and it's it's great. Um, it's we'll also get one, to it eventually. Yeah, it's also one of those things that doesn't have filler. Like so many, even mangas uh, had filler arcs in them when they were just kind of muttering around between things and they weren't main stretches or main arcs. There's very few um, of those in one piece. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out the Fishman arc. Uh, which one? There was a couple. There's one that's just called that and it really does drag. That, actually, you know, that was the, that was Nami's story, The Navigator. That gets really fun at the end, so you can skip most yeah. of it up to that end fight. But getting there, it's it's a bit dull. Like it's yeah. like I've I've seen that one as part of the anime. I haven't I haven't read it. Yeah, um, I'd say if you was, watch the anime the point where Abasto, was, you can skip that entire section of, of manga. Because that section is really dull in the anime. It's a real snore. Yeah, they, that one was pretty dull. Um, but at the same time, because that was a really story-driven one, and he hadn't quite reached his uh, his writing chops at that point. But actually, fun thing about that is uh, Oda, before he started writing One Piece, was an Inca on a, a different one, which was ooh, Ronin, I think it was, or one of the big old-school mangas, um, and he did the, the actual inking for him. And there were little references to One Piece throughout because he was working on the idea. At one point, they, there's a bomb that has the Straw Hat Pirate symbol on it. Just <laughs> right there, like, ah, you sneaky bugger. Uh, same with the guy who wrote Bleach. He was also an inker on that one. So they were both working under a master at the time and snuck little things in the background, which I love. Well, before <clears throat> we start ranting off on something else, I think we better wrap it up here. Yeah, we have been going uh, this, for over an hour, and this is not even us in full rant mode for anime. I mean, we're keeping it, like, chill, because if we let it go, like, like me and Swish did a, a test recording for, for podcasting before we started doing this with Ben, and I think we did, like, two and a half hours for an anime rant. Yeah, and then we did a part so, two. Uh, <laughs> trust me, you're, next time Ben ain't here, you'll probably hear us do this again. The, anime, the, the anime again will be back. If you liked the content, let us know. We'll do more of this, regardless of what Ben thinks. We'll we'll make you know him what? sit That's there and fair. listen. Like we'll, we'll make him sit there and listen to us ramble about anime. It'd be great. All, all I'm expecting is to do some clockwork orange shit and just like peel his eyes open and just eye drop him. You're watching anime now. It's either going to be we create a new weeb, or he ends up going insane and killing all of us. Uh, maybe both. Either way, good content. Yeah, pretty much. All right, guys. Later. Have a good one.